welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. And, you know, we got some pretty big news on, on Thursday. Eagles have, they haven't announced it yet, but it's pretty, sources have confirmed that the Eagles will be hiring Nick Sirianni as a head coach. And, you know, this is somebody who probably wasn't in the, in the first pool of interviews that they did, but I guess on Monday they ended up doing an interview with him and then brought him back and they really liked him and, you know, I kind of like to hire, you know, yeah, people will say it's it's kind of like, you know, that Doug Peterson hiring back in 2016, but he he just adds a little bit more intensity than what I think Doug did. And, you know, you've seen the reporting, he's very, he holds the players accountable. He also, he coaches the players to the strength, and that's something that the Eagles needed and they didn't have with Doug to the end of his tenure in Philly. So I think it's a really good hire. And I'm also looking forward to, you know, the different um, the different coaches that he brings in, especially defensive coordinator. There's a report out there saying that he's willing to bring in Jonathan Gannon, the deep defensive back coach from Indianapolis. So, you know, we're just waiting for the Eagles to actually confirm it. They're probably probably doing some contract stuff. But yeah, I'll hand it over to you now. Yeah, it's, um, it kind of came out of nowhere. And when we talked uh, last week, he wasn't even one of the names we mentioned. And yeah, pretty much right around the time we recorded our podcast, a day or two after that, that's when we started hearing Josh McDaniels and Sirianni. Yeah. Um, so th- both those guys actually kind of came out of nowhere. And then um, I'm not sure what the preference was between McDaniels and Sirianni. I don't know, well, you know what, what made them go one way or the other. Um it is weird that the team hasn't like came out and announced it yet. You know, it is kind of strange, but I mean, he obviously is the guy. Um, he's a, it's an interesting hire because like when you look at where he's coached um, throughout his career, he doesn't like have like a, a real coaching. He doesn't come from like a real coaching tree, you know, yeah. like a, a lot, like, you know, Doug Peterson obviously played for Andy, coached for Andy, followed Andy to Casey. So, I mean, he's obviously, you know, very easy to follow that. But when you look at uh, Sirianni's, you know, career, he's, he started at Mount Union. Um, that's where he played um, football at in college and then uh, went to IUP, Indiana University, Pennsylvania. I've never even heard of that place. And um, then he went to, you know, KC, then he bounced to San Diego and um, then over to Indian and now finally here. But um, when you look at like the coaches, the head coaches he played for, he played for like two different ones in KC he didn't follow a head coach he had ever played for or really an OC had ever played for to, to uh, San Diego. That was like, you know, a fresh start for him. And then um, obviously when he went to Indy, that was um, the Frank Wright connection. That's, that's, that's the only connection where you can kind of draw a line where that's where the coaching tree starts because Mike was there with him in San Diego slash LA. I don't, I don't know. Was it LA? He was there in San Diego. Wait. But what, we might want to check that out just to make sure we're getting. No, he he was for sure because okay. uh, Sirianni was the wide receivers coach in 2016 for for the Chargers, and but, he had or, he had been the quarterbacks coach since uh, 2014. Okay, so yeah, they're they're there together before right, right. I'm not OC here. So uh huh. So um, yeah, so Sirianni was there one more year after right because uh, or I'm sorry. A couple more years after Reich because uh, he stayed there 2016, 2017. And then when Reich went to Indy, that's when you saw him follow, uh, follow, follow him all the way to Indy. So to me, that tells me that the fact that um, Sirianni was probably one of the first people Reich called 
you know, to, to get on the phone and become his offensive coordinator. That's that's encouraging because obviously Frank Reich and you, I think, think he was probably more of the architect behind that Super Bowl run. Um, yeah. He deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Yeah. And the fact that he's, he seems kind of like a Frank Reich protege, I think that played a huge part in, the, in, them, in them hiring him. And when you look, and there's always been kind of a discussion like, did the did the Eagles keep the wrong coach? Did they keep Peterson and you know instead of Reich? Which I think obviously there's no way you could have like fired Peterson and then made Reich the head coach. I mean, they, yeah. they, you couldn't have did that. So I mean, they they obviously picked the right guy, but there's always that you know discussion. Um, so when I think when I see him go get Sirianni, it's kind of like maybe they feel like they're rectifying their mistake of wow maybe we should have you know had a Frank Reich instead. Um, it's it's a it's a low key kind of exciting hire in my mind just because he's he's so young and he's not really had this kind of kind of opportunity before he's only been in OC for two two years or three seasons three full seasons yeah so he's he's had a lot of experience and he's worked with a lot of different coaches yeah it's not one of those like it's not like one of those sexy hires where it's like Robert Sala or Arthur Smith or like Joe Brady and Eric Bianamir or even Josh McDaniels but you know the Ever since Jeffrey Lurie has been the owner, he's always he's always gone for that low key hire, and it's worked out with Andy Reid, mm-hmm. Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip Kelly had his mistakes, but he made the playoffs in his first year, and then Doug he made the won the Super Bowl in his second year. So, you know we you know we get on the Eagles front office a lot as fans, but they know what they're doing when it comes to you know coaching hires, and I wouldn't be surprised if Frank if Frank Reich talked to Nick Sirianni about how to coach Carson Wentz to his best ability. And I think that was a, a big proponent of, for him to come here because he knows, like, I think I tweeted this about maybe yesterday. Like I said, I, I doubt there's going to be a comp- QB competition, but I, I'm not sure, but I'm not totally sure. But I, I just think Wentz will be QB one week one. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. if there's a competition and Wentz at least shows like a, like determination, it's it's over. Like he's gonna win that in the landslide, and a bunch of fans talked about it this week, and they they also believed the same thing that if it was if it came down to a competition, then Wentz was, was gonna wash shirts in the landslide. So now the question is, what do you do? What do you do with her? Do you keep him or do you trade him and try to get draft picks back? And mm-hmm. yeah, like it's a very very interesting situation that the Eagles are in right now. Right, and uh, trading Jalen Hurts, it's and we kind of talked about this um, before, how it's kind of ironic considering they drafted him to be that long-term backup. And I know, like, I go back and forth on this because I think with, you know, the the politic issue of it, you know, the locker room politic issue of it, the, um, you know, mental aspect of it, of having that guy right behind you, you know, that the fan base could possibly want playing more than you. I think that can be a bit of an issue, but you always have that controversy issue when you have a talented backup. So I think if the Eagles want to keep having a talented backup, they got to keep Jalen Hurts. But if they want to avoid any sort of, you know, drama, then maybe maybe you do trade him. And if right now I'm leaning more towards just keeping Hurts on the roster because I don't think Hurts necessarily showed enough last year um, to – to be guaranteed that like he's going to be the best choice going forward. And Carson obviously didn't show that, but he actually has a resume and a track record of 
of, hey, we know he can do this in this type of situation. So I think whenever you have Carson Wentz on the roster, he's got to be the starter. Um, I, I don't know if there will be a, actually a competition because I don't believe they'll split reps or anything coming out. Um, I think Carson will probably get first team reps straight out of, you know, straight straight from the start. And maybe if Jalen Hurts, like, looks – I don't know how I don't see I don't know how many minds you can sway in in training camp anyway. Like how how great can you really look unless Carson looks absolutely horrible and, and Hertz looks amazing? Then I don't see any sort of situation where Carson isn't the starter week one. And, um, I think going back to like you said um, with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz's connection, I think it's pretty huge the fact that. Sirianni would be it will be able to go to Reich, and I think that Doug probably never went to Reich because whenever yeah, you know just how how Doug would probably think of it, like he doesn't want to go ask a guy that was his assistant, you know, ask him for help and go out and say, hey, you know, what the hell can we do with Carson Wentz? Whereas Sirianni, you know, he worked for Frank Reich, and he's not he's coming into a new situation, so it's going to be a lot easier for him to be like, hey, what can I do with Wentz? And he'll be a lot more open to at least these new ideas or different, you know, different things because, you know, he's, he's got a fresh, you know, he's getting in there fresh. He doesn't have all these, you know, preconceived notions of what he thinks he should do with wins. He's just probably going to try to get as much information as he can. So I think that's, that played a huge part in, in the hire as well. Just the Frank Wright connection and being, and, and Sirianni being able to pick his brain probably whenever he wants. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think Wentz is probably going to be the guy in, in Syria. The Sirianni hire kind of points to that, um, getting Wentz back, you know, back to how good he was, you know, for years. Yeah, and um, I I don't know if you saw that one video that the Colts, like, I think some of the Eagles beat, re, beat reporters released, like, of Sirianni in practice, and he, he looks very, he looks very hands-on with how he, coaches and I don't think we ever saw that with Doug or maybe we, Doug did it but it didn't work out like I, I want a coach like that who you know is able to you know help the team and help certain players and things that they need help with like that's what a coach should be there for and I just think Doug he didn't do that often and that kind of ended up coming to the forefront this this past year and yeah yeah, um, he's he's kind of he's similar to Doug, but I think I think he's um, he's different enough that uh, he's going to change the culture, maybe a little bit of the team. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how he how he handles the quarterback situation and really how he handles the draft coming up. How he's going to get you know try to get new talent on the team. Yeah, and just looking at his his potential staff, like there have been reports out that maybe maybe he might try to get Anthony Lynn as a as the um, running backs coach or offensive coordinator and or the associate head coach and then bring in, like, Jim Caldwell as offensive coordinator. I doubt that's going to happen, but he needs, like, a good, a good strong OC and a bunch of different um, position coaches because Justin Peel, the Eagles tight end coach, he just took a job in Atlanta. So there's a, there's a lot of unknowns with the – position coaches on the Eagles coaching staff. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does and the different type of coaches he brings in. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who, you know, like I said, he's he's played for a lot of different organizations and a lot of different coaching regimes. So he's got a lot of connections, which um, is a good thing whenever you're trying to build a coaching staff. So 
Um, I'm not sure who's out there or available as a DC that was, um, you know, he might have connections with, but I think, I think he'll be able to put together at least a diverse, um, you know, coaching staff as far as different minds coming from different places. Yeah. And I just think in my personal opinion, they should keep Aaron Moorhead as a wide receiver coach because there's so, been so much turnover at the coaching position that they've had what, like six, six wide receivers coach in the past six years. So you need continuity at that position because if you don't, it's going to hurt like Jalen Rager and whoever the rookie is going to be, the rookies who are ever going to be this year. So it's, there needs to be some continuity at position. And then when it comes to Deuce, like I like Deuce, I think he's a good coach, but I think he should, I think he he should leave, you know, because he's never going to get that opportunity here. Like, he's been passed over six times for head coaching coordinator positions. So, yeah. Right. And um, weird thing is you haven't seen a whole lot of uh, – you haven't seen a whole lot of, like, national interest in him, like, as far as around the league. But um, you did see uh, – was it the Bears that – Yeah. Yeah, the Bears interviewed him. Um, it doesn't say for what position because – they obviously just hired um, – or was that was that offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator that they hired, the first um, Indian coordinator? Yeah, there? D.C., D.C. That was D.C., okay. So, so they still do – they don't well, have – I, think, I still think Bill Lazor is their offensive coordinator at the moment. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they even have an open O.C. position. So I don't even know where, like, where is Deuce even going to coach there because it's not like – I mean, he's already about as high as you can go as an assistant and not being a coordinator, like where he's at, because he's a he's quote unquote assistant head coach. So I mean, I know that's mostly, um, you know. Well, they they just they lost their uh, current their previous running backs coach Charles London to the to the Falcons. So I don't know if Deuce would want to take that job. So yeah. I mean, it seems like more of a lateral movement, and you're just moving to a team where you don't have the same amount of, you know, respect and power within the organization. Yeah, and he just hasn't gotten any interest around the league, like mm-hmm. whenever the Eagles have had any openings. So he wanted to be the offensive coordinator, and the only way he was going to be the offensive coordinator in 2018 was if he got plays, and that was never going to happen coming off a Super Bowl win. So that's kind of. That's kind of just stupid by his part, I guess. But yeah, his running, back, his running back combinate uh, the snaps that he was giving to the running backs this passer was very odd. Like Miles would have the hot hand, and then he would just give it to like Corey Clement and Boston Scott, and nothing mm-hmm. would happen. Like they wouldn't even gain a yard, and they would go three and out. So it's like, is he really, is he really that good of a coach, or is he just? He's just being propped up by Eagles fans who wanted him to be the head coach. Yeah, I was never that high on, on Deuce Staley as, as head coach. I just don't – I don't see it, especially when, you know, he's – he's just – it's just – he's always been done has been here. You know, he's special teams coach for a little bit, and then, you know, he's pretty much been running back coach for almost a decade now, like eight years. So, I, I just – I don't know. I don't see a lot – bring to the table as like from a creativity standpoint from a you know x's and o's standpoint i don't know how much he would actually bring other than you know the the team loves him and everyone respects him 
Yeah, it's just it's one of those things with the Eagles fans. It's very the sen- sentimentality is always there. They always want to keep these guys and upgrade them to high level positions, but that's just you know not the case. And people need to just move on from that. And I think there's a report out there saying that John Dorsey he had a he had a pretty big say in who the coach was. He really liked he really liked Sirianni, and I just think. Maybe how maybe Jeffrey Lurie starting to see the the negative impact that Howie Roseman was having on the on the Eagles as a team, and maybe he's we don't know if he's gonna have final drafts or not. I think he will, but maybe maybe John Dorsey will be the next GM if Howie fucks it up this year once again. So yeah, yeah, it's very possible, very very possible, and um, yeah, um. That would that wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing to have Howie out of the building, or maybe at least take at least not having responsibility in the, um, in the draft. Yeah, well, let's move on to the to the championship game tomorrow, and we you know you got the Packers and the Bucks, and then the Bills and the Chiefs. Both of them are rematches from the from the regular season, and the pack the Packers they got demolished by the by the Bucks, thirty eight to ten, and. They started off that game really fast, and then it just went downhill from there after the Aaron Rodgers pick six. And, you know, I just think it being a Lambo, I just think Aaron Rodgers, he's just – he's on a mission. He's going to win MVP. And I just think this is probably going to be his last shot to win another Super Bowl. And I just <laughs> I think that he's going to beat Tom Brady and go to the Super Bowl. I, I really like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, you know. He doesn't have the hardware that Tom Brady has, but he's one of the probably the one of the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. But I just mm-hmm. really hope he gets a, another another shot at a Super Bowl before he retires. Yep, yep. Um, I I think the Packers win as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is he's I, in my opinion he's the most talented quarterback ever, and I think he got held back by old Mike McCarthy um, for a yeah. very time, especially when you look at. Lafleur, he's been there two um, or I think he's been there three years now. Or no, just second. Yeah, so back to back NFC championships. You know, he only went to what two NFC championship games in Mike McCarthy's career there. So I think they went to after the Super Bowl win in 2010. They went to the championship game in 2014 loss and then 2016 and loss. So well, either way, it's few and far between. You know. And I think it just kind of goes to show that McCarthy was a huge issue there. So I'm 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 thinking Aaron Rodgers is most likely gonna get it done and get another get another uh, trip to the Super Bowl. And then you have the Bills and Chiefs. I think the Chiefs won that back in Week Six. They won twenty six to seventeen. And you know the previous week, the, you know the Chiefs had beat the Browns, but Patrick Mahomes ended up leaving the game with the concussion. And yesterday he said he's out of the concussion protocol. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what – if he's going to play with that Mahomes magic that he usually plays with against mm-hmm. the Bills team who's – um, you know, they're a good team. I said this uh, – I don't know if you saw I said it last Saturday after they built the Bills one. I, I said, you know, I think the Bills – the Bills are a good team, but I'm just not sold on them. And a lot of people are just coming at me like mm, – that's such a trash take. Like, why are you saying that? I'm just—they couldn't beat a quarterback who could, could, could 
can't even throw the ball properly and they only won by 14 points. That's kind of showing like they're probably going to have to score 35 points to at least beat, at least have a chance of beating the Chiefs. And I just don't, being an arrowhead and and Andy Reid, you know, he's such a, he's such a masterful coach in positions like this. And, you know, you got Sean McDermott. Is this is what first championship game as a head coach, and I just think talent is just going to prevail, and I just think I just think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it will be a close game, but I, I just think they're going to win, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl for the second straight year. And yeah, um, I think that the Mahomes concussion is kind of a, a pretty big deal, and he I mean he got knocked out, man. Like he he was. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like he was getting off his. He's like, well, you could, uh, well, when you when you saw the hit, I don't know if you saw his his hands. When when you see their arms lock out in front of him like that, yeah. and that's that's telltale sign. That's a flash knockout. And I think that there was zero chance he was going to miss this game. There was no way that a doctor was going to tell him, no, you can't play. <laughs> like he was that concussion protocol was was not going to keep him. From I, I, I'm I'm like. I think he went through the concussion protocol, and I think he passed it, but we'll see if any of the remaining effects affect him on Sunday night. Right, yeah. Well, um, I think the I think the, the Chiefs still get it done. Um, just too good of a team. Like you said, I mean, Andy, Reid's a, a, Andy Reid's a monster. And even with, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes at 70%, I still think it's it's going to be better than what the Bills can bring. Even even when, when Mahomes went out, did you – have a feeling that the Browns are going to win that game. I after they punted on that fourth and nine, I just, I didn't think they were going to win. I I no. like that was like you're playing it, Chad Henney. Like at uh-huh. least try to go for the win instead of playing not to lose. And that's such like a that's such a big pet peeve of mine when coaches they go they play not to lose and then they end up biting them biting them in the ass. And that's what happened. For Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, and I, I don't think – I think after maybe the Henny interception, I was kind of like, oh, shit, maybe the Browns had a chance, but it, I didn't, I wasn't too worried about that. Um, this is actually really weird. I saw this uh, earlier today. Um, this is the third time that the Chiefs and the uh, Bills have met in the AFC Championship game, and uh, every time has been separated by 27 years exactly. <laughs> wow. 1966, 1993, and now uh, 2020. That's crazy. Very weird stat. But, uh, yeah, I saw that uh, earlier today. But, anyway, um, yeah, I'm all over the Chiefs, Chiefs, and Packers. That's the Super Bowl I've been wanting all year. I think that's the Super Bowl everybody's been wanting, you know. Mm -hmm. Rodgers versus Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Rodgers going on his last legs with NFL. And then Patrick Mahomes is probably going to take that mantle away from him and just dominate the league. And I just think if that Super Bowl happens, I wouldn't care who wins, like, I don't want it to be a good game, but I, two two great quarterbacks. Just, like, I just think even if the Bucks win, I just I don't think it's gonna, we're going to see the same thing that happened when they played played against each other earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Like, Chiefs are just going to dominate the Bucks. Yeah, probably not going to be a good game. And you probably say that maybe the Bills and Packers will be a close game, but I just think the Packers will win that. So. This is the Super Bowl yeah. that everybody, everybody that I've talked to, interacted on Twitter watched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, I think it's the one. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna I gotta check this real quick. I want to say the Chiefs um, and Packers wasn't that the first Super Bowl? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I know the Chiefs won like the third one. So let's see. Yeah. Yep. Chiefs Packers was the first one, and then Chiefs won the fourth one. So, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting day tomorrow. So we'll leave it at that. And we'll hopefully we'll come back to you next week with a little bit more news on the Eagles coaching staff and previewing the Super Bowl. So, adios, fly Eagles, fly.